Brewing the Style is brought to you by Northern Brewer with fast shipping, expert advice, and all the ingredients and equipment you need to make the best beer possible. Visit them today at northernbrewer.com. This is the Brewing Network's Brewing with Style, hosted by Jamil Zanishev and Mike Tasty McDole, along with special guest Jonathan Plise. Now, here's Jamil. Hey, howdy. Hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters. Hi, everybody. That's Jamil. I'm Tasty. And... Hello. There's John. <laughs> John Plise. John is here. It's Plise. Quite lively down by the Down by the bayou. By the bayou. Yeah. Johnny Plise. I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm we're feeling I'm, good. I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm feeling good after a, a, a show about milds, and I'm drinking this uh, B- uh, Berryessa Session IPA. Yeah, there. I'm, drink, I'm uh, drinking only mild beers here so far. I go. like a, a small buzz compared to a uh, raging buzz. Yeah, the all day buzz is definitely preferred. <laughs> all day, I can't do that anymore. You can't do well. That. I have to you take know, a if it lasts, if day. it lasts more than four hours, you're gonna have to. Uh, you're gonna have to. You know, drink water. See a doctor. Yeah, need recovery. Yeah, my my daughter and I. Uh, she she's wants to be a like a ER doctor or something, and she. Uh, oh no! So we watch. Uh, <laughs> lately, we've been watching uh, like New York ER or something like that. ER New York or something. And so they follow these ER doctors, and huh? and, <laughs> and some dude comes in with a twelve hour boner, priapism, <laughs> and. Oh. Uh, so they had to. I mean, you know, why? You gotta be an idiot. I mean, you know, if it ain't working, then uh, you know, and you've got a, an actual medical problem, then I see the whole, you know, Viagra and all that stuff. But if it is but working, if, if the darn thing works, don't oh. be screwing with it. Why yeah, are you yeah. taking pills? And and the guy, what what does he get for his trouble? They got to stab a needle in it to drain the blood out. That's the only way because it's drain like drain the uh, blood out. Oh my god. Because, you know, the valve kind of shuts under pressure, and then it's stuck that way. You should go swimming. <laughs> Very cold water? Windy water. seems like it does. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just speaking for myself. Hold on. This will but, hurt. Right. It's so they, like a they, turtle. They've got to stab it with a needle a couple of times and drain the blood out. I, I never understood that. Having to up the ante for something that's already, it doesn't really get any better, and you got to up the right, ante? Right. What is I'm, the story? Um, it just my, doing it wrong. my junk works. I don't know. I don't. Well, you know. it could be the number of ti- uh, times you can you know, run it's around up the more, track. It's you know? up more than it's Not down. Just, I'm just I mean, saying. So I don't. You may have one that's hard to please. It may need to go. You know, like three, four times, three, four or five hours at this. <laughs> get the job done, so to speak. Hey, I'll, that's uh, another topic for another show. Love strong coming. <laughs> that's right. Love strong coming <laughs> soon to the Brain <laughs> Network. Oh, that uh, thing would be a hit. Dude, I've got all kinds of stuff. I think I we think do have we some. Uh, we got plenty of love strong material. We do have some off the radar shows put, we can put out out of here. You know, we could be one of those too. <laughs> right, right. We'd we'd have to have a woman or two like on our, the show. Like our, oh, we'd uh, have definitely malt, have to have a woman. malt liquor show. No, yes, like multiple women plus guest women. Right. Nobody like Bevo. No, she doesn't no, 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 count. No, yeah, yeah. We we need a female with a female brain, not a female with a dude's brain. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. There you go. Women are awesome. <laughs> yes. They're done. They'll know a lot about beer. Right. Well, you know who does know a lot about beer? Tell us. Our good friends at northernbrewer.com. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, those folks out there, they know about beer. They know about brewing. They know about customer service. They know about fast shipping, cheap shipping. They know about it all. That is all true. Yeah. 
good good bunch of folks out in Northern Nice guys, Brewer. too. Yeah. yeah, good good set of people. And, uh, you know, you can call them up, ask questions. You can find uh, all the, the great ingredients and equipment to make every style we do on this show. They got that stuff. Got it. Absolutely. When we were doing Can You Brew It, they were shipping us out ingredients to, to Can You Brew, oh, any yeah. style wow. anybody was brewing. Yeah. That's customer service right there. There you go. Yeah. That's pretty cool. They did Very that. cool. Huh. Yeah. And it'd be like, okay, so we need uh, naked golden oats. Oh yeah, gosh. we got it. We got it. <laughs> oh, we'll okay, ship tomorrow, yeah. three day. See there on Friday. Yeah, we need that. We need these hops, and we need this yeast. Yeah. Okay, we need it overnight. If it's if it's okay, if it gets there tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. If sure. You can't hand it to me through the phone now. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good people. Would you like us to make the starter for you? <laughs> <laughs> So you've worked there, John. Yeah, it sounds like it. I have my experience in home brewing. There you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, today's show is all about uh, triple. Is it triple or trapel? Good question. A triple. We call it is. <laughs> trapel just sounds like... Trapel. Yeah. That's, that's a little too foofy for me. I don't know. Too kind of red light district? Or... <laughs> okay. I think it's listed well, that way in the style guide, isn't it? It's triple in the style guide, isn't it? No, 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 no. Single, double, triple. It's just in Belgium that Amy pronounced different. <laughs> quadruple. Quadruple. But it would be... Single, double, triple, quadruple. No, they, they spell it T-R-I-P-E-L, triple. They do. Look it up. I'm looking at it right, right now. Right, But you could just pronounce that triple. Hmm? That's I don't a understand. Typo. You could pronounce that triple. You could read that triple. You could. Triple. 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 Really fast. I mean, if it was spelled the other way, you wouldn't say it's triply, right? <laughs> Tripla. Tri- I might. Triply. Yeah, you would. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> triple. Cop For God's sakes, triple. I think triple. Well, this tripel thing. What if we just called it a Belgian X3? <laughs> you know, it may clear up all the confusion. To the third power. Yes, yes. Uh, speaking of uh, triple. John, you want to uh, kind of run us sure. through uh, the, the style? Yeah, this beer is really unique. You know, it, it, it's really highly carbonated. You know, it's pale, strong color, maybe deep. Spritzy. Very spritzy. Uh, and th- I think it's very important to have that in this style because it really accentuates the, uh, the phenolics, these spicy cloves, these pepper notes, even the hop character. I mean, it's, it's not a hoppy, bitter beer, but that carbonation brings out all these yeast profiles that you want in a triple, um, you know, and... It's a it's a little bit different than a Belgian strong ale, in the sense that it's it's fuller bodied, you know, um, it's a little bit more highly carbonated, uh, more phenolic, and tends to be a little bit drier than a Belgian strong. So, you know, very unique beer. I'm glad we have a, some great classic examples today because West Mall will blow your mind. But anyways, but yeah, that's basically Belgian triple. You know, Belgian it's pale straw, highly carbonated. Highly phenolic, spicy clove, and dry. Let's steer away from the highly phenolic. But it can be perceived highly because it's it's a new aroma. If you came from your mild brown right now yeah, to this, it'd yeah, be like, yeah. whoa. I, I, I would say for you and I, yeah. if we're drinking beers together and you say, oh, this is highly phenolic. Right. Or I say, oh, it's highly phenolic. We understand what we're talking about, Right. An evident phenol character. A lot of people who are not as versed in what we're talking about 
my when you say highly phenolic when when the style guides say you know uh may have a hint of you know tartness they're like pouring a pint of vinegar in there you know and they're 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 thinking it could be sour as all daylights and so uh you know if you say highly phenolic they're gonna hand you some nasty ass. You don't want the banana, you know. Right? Well, that would be Esther, but, but you know, it's going to be you know like a, a bottle of uh, you know medicinal mouthwash. It's going to be like uh, you know chewing a box of band aids. You know, so hi, the word the words highly phenolic, I think, is something to to steer away from in describing a beer. I would, you know, and, and the style guy goes with you know low to moderate, uh, you know, spiciness, and uh, you know those are the kinds of phenols that you know. What we're talking about is a generous, spicy, peppery, sometimes clove-like phenols. Generous, I think, is, you know, Pretty. again, dangerous words to use in the style guys. Because people read these and they go overboard. They yeah. see the word generous. They see the word, you know, little, you know, substantial or highly. And the next thing you know, it's a pint of, uh, you know, phenol juice. Right. So I don't want that. Right. No. That you know, that's too much, and that's one of the reasons that I think this show is good. And you know, drinking these examples, I'm sure Scott got like every classic example on the list. Oh yeah, for sure. And you know, if you drink along while you listen to the show, you know, we'll talk about the levels of phenols and what you're, and and then that can kind of give you a gauge to go by when you're thinking about other beers and how phenolic they are. Now, when you have a beer that attenuates well. And, uh, you know, uh, as most Belgians do and, and, and have a dry and a finish, a lot of times, um, you know, those phenols and stuff will, you know, come through more. In age. And, and just in, you know, just in general, there's not a lot to hide behind. So they do gotcha. present themselves more. The actual level can be the same as, you know, another beer that has more malt character, more, uh, you know, residuals and other things going on that can kind of suppress the perception of those phenols and esters. So that's one of the things on on things like the Golden Strong and on the Triple. um, You you, sometimes those things can, can present themselves more, even though the level is actually the same. Interesting. I think that's you know one of the key things that and this this isn't a sweet beer, yeah, and it's hard to do well to make that spritziness, mm-hmm. but not too spritzy where it's undrinkable, mm-hmm. and then it goes mm-hmm. back to these flavor profiles you're talking right. about. Well, and often you know when when I first started uh, judging uh, uh, homebrew competitions and commercial competitions, all the all the Belgian I did not want to judge any of the Belgian ales, <laughs> Why? The, the, the most horrible fricking beers. <laughs> No, no, IPA was fine because yeah. people knew how to brew those or had an idea. People had no idea what they were brewing, and they were brewing it all from description. They didn't have any good examples, and they were brewing these, you know, it was rocket fuel with, you know, hard candy, and, you know, it's just sweet and alcoholic and boozy and tons of phenols and tons of fusel alcohols, just horrible. Just undrinkable. Do, do you think to, if uh, to generalize people's brewing trajectories, they start, you know, maybe early in their home brewing career, they're doing Belgians, they're doing triples, and then mm-hmm. they sort of graduate to more, you know, mild or, 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 or yeah, pale ales. Yeah. Is that fair to say? Sure, sure. Well, people, you know, back in the day, they all started with a pale American pale ale they, or they did a stout. 
Both pretty and, forgiving styles in terms. And of- then they started doing more IPAs. Eventually, that's more where people start nowadays is IPA. And you know they'd also go towards yeah, what's got a lot of alcohol? Oh, those Belgians, <laughs> and they'd go for the Belgians, strong ones, yeah. More barley wine. Back in the day, it was more barley wine. Yeah, uh, you know, then it trended more into the, the higher alcohol Belgians. Well, the Belgian yeast are really sensitive, to, you know, to temperature. Uh, right. You get a completely different beer fermented at five degrees apart from the same mm-hmm. yeast. Mm-hmm. Uh, brewers that you know, unless they have control of their temperature, and even when they do, if they don't know, you know, how to treat a certain yeast, they're not going to get a, you know a very good beer when they're done. And I think that's what I think. You know, when you talk about when you were judging. Uh, uh, Belgian beers. I mean, home brewing, uh, home brew quality has gotten a lot better since since you were doing that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a lot to do with. There's more knowledge about how to yeah. how to have a good ferment. Well, and here I, I think uh, you know not to get sidetracked, but I think you know home brew quality when I started, you know, it was it was okay, and it was it was on the kind of on the upswing, and it got better and better and better, and and there was just you know a lot of great beer being brewed, and then. Uh, not to like diss anybody, but then there was like another major influx of home brewers, and the quality just kind of went in the shitter yeah. <laughs> pretty yeah. quick. And there was a lot of you know bad beer being produced and sent into competitions because there were so many new brewers. The hobby yeah, yeah, picked yeah. up, and then right, yeah. right, gotcha. and they were they were flooding the the competitions. And then yeah. I think that's starting to kind of write itself, you yeah. know, as people learn to brew better beer. Right. I think it's kind of you know improving now. But, uh, but I wonder if it's going to still be hard to find or hard to judge Belgians in competitions because as people improve, they don't brew as many Belgians. Again, yeah. as, a, as a general rule. Is that not true? No. It's, it's still hard to brew a great Belgian. I mean, I don't yeah. think no matter how many brewers, how many, how good they are, the pool of brewers, I mean, it's better it's better for home brewing and pro brewing. I mean, you're just going to be this high, higher level of brewing across the board. Maybe the judges will get better. There you go. Words to ponder while we take our next break. I'll tell you what. We'll take a short break. We'll pour some of these classic, you know, 20 classic examples that Scott has gotten. <laughs> wow. And then, uh, I'm walking. And then, yeah, when we get back, we'll, uh, we'll talk all about it right after this. Now back to Jamil, Tasty and Blise. Northern Brewer presents What If Homebrewers Ruled the World. Ladies and gentlemen, if you'll follow me, I will lead you into the gallery area. Now, the first piece of for sale today is a Jamil Zena Chef original, a bottle of 1997 vintage Evil Twin. Oh, I see. A bidding for this one-of-a-kind piece will start at £7,000. And if you'll continue to follow me, ladies and gentlemen, I can show you a rather abstract piece from Bay Area brewer Justin Crossley. It's a German Doppelbach entitled Justin's Giant Bach. The brewer's notes here indicate that this beer had excellent mouthfeel. That's just a crazy dream, or is it? With Northern Brewer, a thirsty nation can craft its own ale and water for the greater good of mankind. Northern Brewer, the home of superior customer service and the finest selection of home brewing goods for the future. Do you support the Brewing Network? Do you brew your own? Are you looking for an economical, fun, and legal way to do both? Subscribe to Brew Your Own magazine and do just that. All year long, Brew Your Own will surprise you, entertain you, 
and educate you with articles on beer and brewing from authors like the Brewing Network's very own Jamel Zalashev and John Palmer. Each issue is a full pint of brewing techniques, homebrew stories, tips and photos, projects to make yourself, and recipes for the avid home brewer. Get your tough questions answered by Mr. Wizard and polish your style accuracy with Jamel. A portion of every subscription goes to the Brewing Network, so subscribe today at byo.com slash brewingnetwork, or just click the BYO logo on the Brewing Network homepage and support a fantastic hobby and your favorite broadcaster. Brew your own, the how-to homebrew beer magazine. Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, It's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact rain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris, and I approve this message. You're listening to Brewing with Style on the Brewing Network. Now back to Jamil, Tasty, and Blise. It's Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. We're enjoying uh, some classic examples couple of bottles that I can't see because Scott left them over by, by his end of the, the studio. I thought you know everything by heart yes, when it comes to beer. I do. You know, what do you need a bottle for? You know the it, ABV uh, and the trigger points. Come on, Pope. Well, you know, for example, which batch of Allagash is this? Are you asking me? Yes. What I batch don't know number? things by heart. You do. Right. Oh, so I, that's one of the things I don't know by heart because... It's different for for different bottles that they brew. See, they brew other batches, and then they send them out, and so they put a batch number on it. So you're not really sure which batch number you're talking about, unless you have a bottle in front of you. I got it. So when other people are like, you know, that's why we talk about the dates and date codes and things like that. Mm. So when other people are getting them, like this example, we're talking about the Allagash uh, uh, batch 216. So they can go, hey, whoa, look, batch 216 got it. on the shelf gotcha. here. I'm drinking the same batch that they're drinking on the show. So uh, that, that information is helpful. So uh, one of the reasons I, I like to have the bottles here. And it just makes me feel comfy. Makes me feel good. Are you happy? Makes me happy. My, my daughter says, don't worry. Me happy. <laughs> Three years old. She's Jamaican? No, she, I don't know where she... I think I taught her. She, she hanging out with Jamaican dudes? Daddy, don't worry. Be happy. Okay. And then I'm happy. <laughs> I know. It's, it's, it's really as easy cool. as that. Right? Is that it? She's a huge Bobby McFerrin fan, huh? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
so we have in front of us the 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 Vesmal uh, triple, the classic example. I mean the yeah the, the instigator of the whole thing, pretty much, right? We got the Saint Bernardus uh, triple. We got uh, La Fin du Monde from Unibrow. We've got uh, the Allagash uh, triple reserve. Best two sixteen. Um, and I, and I think that the thing to note is that, it, that highly carbonated beer will make you belch. Will make you belch. And then you can say Jesus and really piss off one dude terribly for oh, yeah. <laughs> doing both of those. Yes, for burping and, and saying Jesus. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, we'd be, we'd be perfect. I think. It's, uh, well, we, we need have we need to have some flaws. Exactly. Otherwise, you know, it's no place to go then people. Yeah. Yeah. We've got to have room to improve that we have a a tremendous room to improve. Right. (laughs) There's there's nothing but up realistically, but in our own minds, that's what matters. There is nothing but up. That's the way I look at it. Exactly. It's blue sky ahead of us. There's no ceiling because it's we're so far from the ceiling. We can't even see it. Have you seen like the uh, galaxy like uh, these perspective things, like have we totally gone off the rails here? Yeah, I know, but on uh-huh. Facebook, but you look, you're like, this is you on Earth, and they go all the way back from the Andy Mountains, all the way out to our galaxies, plus galaxies mm-hmm. out to the to our our solar system, past our solar system, to the Big Bang Theory, and then you just then they zoom right back in, and you're like, God. they just recently kind of redetermined where we're at and the whole yeah. thing, and uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, Oof. absolutely, absolutely. And actually, John and I are just filling time while, while people like Scott drink the beer and, and figure out which one. Press buttons. <laughs> I just keep sipping it, thinking of something to write, and I just, I'm just i like, well, I got nothing. And then I take another sip, and I'm like, well, maybe yeah, I got still something. nothing. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, well, what did you think, Scott? Uh, have you had this style much before? Yes, er, early in my craft beer uh, awakening. Which is why I brought up the whole sort of trajectory of the pubescence. brewers. Just a few weeks ago, like Michael was saying. <laughs> You're two messins. I opened up a hop grenade and I had this awakening. You're going to open a bar. I don't know a little bit about beer. Well, uh, yeah, I guess this is one I, I don't know a lot. Of, uh, it's a tough one for me, right? So they're all, like John mentioned at the top, they're all really, really effervescent, highly carbonated. Um, Very confident. And... There's one standout as far as color, which is the Allagash. Kind of looks like a pale ale, right? Like it's clear and it's kind of that golden amberish. The rest of them are much more cloudy and yellow. I would I would never guess that the uh, Allagash was a Belgian triple, and it actually tastes really different too than the rest of them to me. It tastes like there's got like an American hop bite. Really, I guess it's like the only um, one of these where I'm getting any hop character and then i was having a hard time figuring out what to write down for the rest of them i just kept thinking yeah it tastes like a belgian triple i mean the west mall tastes a little maybe oxidized or something like there's kind of a butter smell or fig flavor it tastes like there's something off like that maybe shouldn't be there and then but the saint bernardus and the uh and the le fin du monde both just taste clean and estery and like belgian triples I, i didn't really know what to write down I know that's not very helpful. It's your perspective. Uh, you know. So, no, so can you at, at least rank them one, two, three, four? Yeah. I would say that the West Mall is fourth because it, it tastes like there's off flavors to me. 
The St. Bernardus is third. It tastes the most sort of Belgian yeasty to me. Hmm. Um, and then the the Allagash would be number two. And then the Fin du Monde was my favorite. Interesting. Yeah. John, <laughs> tell him why he's wrong. <laughs> okay. I'm kind of torn. Like I, I won't even wait to come around to me to tell you you're wrong. <laughs> you might have agreed with me had you not the Allagash. <laughs> the Allagash to me is a little bit too sweet, um, kind of cloying, uh, more Belgian strong ale, not triple. There's not enough carbonation level in there. There's not enough phenolics going on. So I don't think it's the style. The Le Fin du Mans from Unibrow, uh, it's a, one step above. I think there's a little bit more phenolic, more fruity esters going on. I would say it's closer to style, but it's not the best. But it, I don't think it's either a third or a second. You know, I like the St. Bernardus, but I think it's a little too old. You can tell it's been stored warm. There's kind of a oxidation, a kind of cardboard flavor note going on to it. But I, I still think it has that dryness that you're looking for with triple. Uh, and my number one would be the uh, West Mall. I just thought it had the best fruit, effervescent, kind of peppery, dry note to it, although cloudy, but it was definitely the most triple dry character there you go interesting interesting tasty tell john why he's wrong (laughs) well he's uh, (laughs) damn it he's somewhat right at least in my opinion oh okay yeah tell uh, tell, well to me the allegation seems just uh just two-dimensional doesn't have some of the other characters i'm looking for i'm getting Mm-hmm. You know, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. very the finale character, which I know, you know, low to moderate is appropriate to the style. I'm getting that. Uh, then I'm just getting a, like a hop character. I mean, it's like those two things. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm looking for more of a, like spicy, peppery um, contribution from from the grains or the mm-hmm. or the hops or mm-hmm. the or the yeast. I'm not getting that. Um, I, I like the uh, Le Fin. The Le Fin. Um, again, it's a a little bit bolder, and uh, has kind of aroma I'm looking for in a in a in a, in a triple. Um, this not as spicy as what I'm, I'm looking for. I'm not talking about spicy in an annoying way. I'm talking about subtle, organic kind of spicing, not where you add coriander or some other uh, spice to it to to bring out what the yeast wouldn't wouldn't give you. And that takes me over to the uh, the uh, Saint Bernardus in the. Uh, and the West Mall, I, I like both of those quite a bit. Uh, St. Bernardus had a very nice spicy character, very flowery aroma, you know, kind of a little soapy character. Uh, you know, really is this what I'm looking for in a in a in a in a triple? And the West Mall, uh, you know, maybe <laughs> just uh, if it was a little fresher, uh, I would say I'd give it my number one, but I'll give it a number two. I really like the St. Bernardus better, but it. Hmm. Uh, West Mall also had very good uh, hops, spiciness, and 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 some other peppery character, which I assume they've, they've derived from the yeast. That's where I'm going to leave it. Interesting, interesting. Well, Jamil, what do you think? I think uh, you gonna tell Tasty why he's wrong. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think uh, you know when we come back from break, I will tell Tasty why he's wrong. Go. But uh, I also wanted to mention. Uh, there are shows, other shows on the Brewing Network. I am aware of those. Like, like there's Bruce Strong where I tell Palmer why he's wrong. 
Ooh, that's Which touchy is kind business. Of funny. There's the sour hour where I, I tell Jay he's wrong. And then there's uh, the session where I tell Justin he's wrong. And uh, Dr. Homebrew where I tell JP he's wrong. Of course, I'm not on all those shows. But, hey, hey when I'm listening as a fan, driving in the car, listening to the podcast. They can't hear you. Yeah, I'm talking back to him. I'm like, ah, you idiot. You know, ah, you know I, I go on. I tell all of them why they're wrong. That's how I roll. I, I don't know. Uh, maybe you don't want to ride in the car with me and I tell you <laughs> why. You're no, not if I'm on the podcast you're listening to. Right. No. There, you, there you go. All right. No. So let's do this. Let's take a short break. And when we come I back, I will tell all of you why you're wrong. Yes. Right after uh. this. Have you ever dreamed of attending the World Brewing Academy? This year, thanks to Lalamond and Anstar, one lucky brewer will make that dream a reality for free. Lalamond and Danstar invite you to enter the Beer School 2015 contest. One lucky grand prize winner will receive fully paid tuition to the 2015 World Brewing Academy web-based concise course in brewing technology worth almost $4,000. From now until December 13, 2014, every Danstar yeast packet you use is your ticket to enter. Visit danstaryeast.com for the details and to print your official entry form. There's no limit on the number of times you can enter. So get brewing with Danstar and get your entries in to the Danstar 2015 Beer School Contest. Whether you want to build your home brewing skills or build a career as a professional brewer, this course will change the way you think of beer and brewing. Enter at danstaryeast.com and get the dry yeast advantage with Danstar and Lalamond Premium Brewing Yeast and Enter to win. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch Do out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. A few things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP, and the Internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and the gadget guy Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit at the store in Dublin, California and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at HopTech.com 
from the stovetop to a camp burner to some kind of brew stand. Most homebrewers follow some version of this progression. With each move, a homebrewer will often have to change a lot, if not all, of their equipment. Until now, Blickman Engineering brings you the top-tier brewing stand, the only brewing stand that grows with you. For example, buy a top-tier floor-standing burner now, and it'll bolt right to your top-tier brewing stand when you're ready for all-grain brewing. The top-tier brewing stand is perfect for 5-gallon to 20-gallon batch sizes. Its modular design is adjustable and accommodates everything from small footprint coolers up to 30-gallon pots. How does the top-tier brewing stand do it? At its core is a strong, heat-treated, and anodized aluminum main post. On all four sides are built-in T-slots for the adjustable heavy-gauge stainless steel shelves and beefy burner tiers. The tiers accommodate any manufacturer's pots or coolers up to 21 inches in diameter. Best of all, not only does the top-tier brewing stand grow with your skills and equipment, but it easily knocks down for long-term storage or transport, too. The top-tier brewing stand from Blickman Engineering. Learn more at BlickmanEngineering.com and to find a local Blickman retailer and start brewing from the top tier. Now back to Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. We're enjoying uh, some classic examples of uh, triples that uh, Scott was able to acquire. Nice job, Scott. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. I think he could have done you know more than four. I'm just saying. You know, there's I, a budget. Well, there's a <laughs> a there's a budget. B there's a lot. Uh, you know, obviously a lot of the classic examples of this style yes. are on the shelf. Yes. Uh, but. A, we only have you know an hour. B, uh-huh. they are high alcohol, and we we drank so much in the previous show where we had mild. the one mild, exactly. Yes, <laughs> and I just didn't want us to you know I wanted to be right. able to drive ourselves home you know at the end uh-huh, of the show. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, no, seriously, I mean w- there is something to be said about palate fatigue with this type of a style and Not just really. getting hammered. I don't no, I have to finish any of these. So really, so you would have liked to have done like five or six of these. Well, styles? I like. I'm like lost liked, after this I third. To, set. I liked. Well, six? there you go. I, I like to uh, expand out and you know give our listeners more opportunities to find the examples we're talking about in their local store, so they you know have I more see. chance. I got. Well, I it's think all about the listeners, really. That's that's where I'm coming from. I see. You're such a man of the people, yeah, and for the people, and of the people, <laughs> and by the people. Yes. Like the Pope. <laughs> hey, that's right. Me and me and, and Frank. You might you might call him Francis. Yeah, you know that's how I, I know him. When I talk to him, we, we I call him Frank. You know. Uh, the, well, these are all I think available um, pretty much wherever you're listening. You'll be able to find right. all four of these. I'll bet. It's a very low bar to uh, to hurdle over. Yes. Uh huh. Um. Okay. So. Uh, what is the right? So, uh, <laughs> what is the right answer? What is the right answer? I like the same Bernardus in the West Mall second. Uh-huh. And John, what'd you have first and second? He had the West, West Mall, Mall first. First, okay. And the Saint Bernardus second. Oh, Saint Bernard, I thought he had the Unibrow. Oh, so him and I got one or two the same, or switched around, but yeah. we're in the same boat. And Scott was all jacked up. You know what he's doing? Oh, oh one of those is water. That's I, I can see that from here, man. <laughs> see, look at that. I mean, come oh, on. it's gin. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's one or the other. These are palate crushers. Uh, all right, not palate crushers. I, I don't think there's a lot of palate fatigue there because I think really? it's actually a pretty, pretty much. You know, palate crusher is you know massive hops, whereas resiny and just slaying your tongue. Palate. A lot of these, I think, you know, leave you open to a lot of stuff. You might find them sweet and filling. Right, right. right. Because they are. They're high alcohol beers. They're... Now the Saint Bernardus. 
I think the reason that uh, Scott, you made the 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 uh, statement that it seemed the most Belgian to you. Yes, I think there's some Brett in there, and I think that's one of the reasons that the bottle was a gusher, and that uh, I think it's a little little off. I think the Brett is a pleasant kind of character, but um, it's you know it's coming across uh, hmm. a little a little earthy from yeah, that, earthy. huh? And uh, you know, a little, uh, little, you know, crayon wax lip kind of thing going on, mm-hmm. hard candy thing. Uh, the vest mall that that uh, some of you say is uh, old and oxidized or something like that. I don't think so. Really, that was my number one. Mm-hmm. If we look at the bottle dates as well, the vest mall is actually uh, a little more recent. Well, no, is is older than the Saint Bernardus. Uh, assuming that they're putting like three years on their best before date, which is a, like a common thing in Europe. Um, hard to say. There are two years. They, they've got to, on the West Mall, it is best before 10, 3, 16. Hmm. So the 10th of uh, March, 2016. And on the St. Bernardus, it is the 26th of August, uh, 2016. Hmm. Um. <clears throat> the uh, Allagash. I'm with you, Tasty, on, you know, it's kind of two-dimensional. I think there's a little bit more in there, in the, but I think it, it very it's much focuses up, on, you know, you've got the, uh, you know, the hop character, and it's it's a little too... Much, a little too heavy. Not triple. Not really sweet. I mean, there's a, a balancing hop. I think it's still a pretty. I think all of these are actually pretty decent examples hmm. of Belgian triple. Or the Allgäuer maybe more like a Belgian IPA. Yeah, I mean, there's hop character in all of them, and and bitter. Sure. These are firmly bitter. Um, and they're all you know quite carbonated. I think the Allagash, though, you know, it, it, it. the Allagash reminds me of what somebody would brew uh, had they read the style guide and wanted to brew a triple. It's darker. It's hoppier. It is wait, wait, wait. You know, a bit bigger. I got those two right. right. I did point out darker, which, I mean, a five-year-old could do that, but is I it? did get hoppier. <laughs> I did get hoppier. Right. Well, get your yes. points where you can get them for sure. Thank yeah, you. thank you. Well, and it's and it's so it's kind of like that where oh you know it says it's darker than gold and it says it's you know hoppier and you know it's it's that kind of of thing. I'm not saying it's a bad beer. Or I, I'm just saying they took it more to the extreme and it's putting it on the edge of the style. I think it's still to style, but you know I think more homebrew people entering competitions they brew it that way than they will like a like the vesmo so i think that that's you know that's one of the things that you get this is the reason we're doing the show because yeah. the, the style guides kind of throw you down this path of well it's darker than gold and so all of a sudden you know there's these brown triples coming out mm-hmm. and i've seen that in competition it's like well you know we're talking a, a pretty slight difference between 
you know, golden strong and triple. It's not like, you know, one's radically darker than the other. I mean, there's a, you know, it's in, I, I think there's some overlap and things like that. Uh, for me, I got to go with Joe. The Vest Mall. There I think go. that that is, that is really uh, quite nice. That's got a great, uh, you know, it, I think that's a, you know, a good bottle. I don't think it's, you know, the best bottle I've ever had, but I think it's, you know, it's quite nice. I think it's, you know, got a great, great character to it. The St. Bernardus, um, now that some of the carbonation is left, it's, it's kind of gotten back down to it, but it's got this earthy thing going on. There's a lot of Brett character in there that I don't expect. In a in a triple is that much? is that not uh, common to the style, Brett? No, I mean it shouldn't be. You know, I I I, I think some some background, Brett uh, would be. You know, oh, okay, there's some complexity. I think it's past that complexity point. You know, and it's like oh, you know, that's different. You know, it stands out from the others because of that. I think. Can you keep? Brett in the background, like if you wanted to brew one with complexity mm-hmm. and put Brett in there, wouldn't time bring it to the forefront, or can you keep it in the background? What's going to determine how much Brett character there is is, I mean, you could probably add a whole bunch of Brett, and you know, or you know, so there's no growth, or I mean, it's very difficult. Conditions would you know dictate how much Brett character you get. You know what the parameters are. You can have you know very little Brett kind of background thing, and you can have Brett that just completely overwhelms. So it depends it, on growth. It depends on you know temperature and oxygen and so many things. Okay. So, but if you do, if you're a stickler about controlling the temp and oxygen, it does or doesn't get you. You can keep mm-hmm. it in the background. I think so. Hmm. Um, and then uh, you know the phenolics. Act as a substrate for kind of some of the bright character as well. So the more phenolics you have, I believe, the you know you can get a little more bright character from that as well. So it's a balancing act of everything you do. That's what I liked about the West Mall. It had that kind of phenolic balance going on to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, there was the the, the Saint Bernardus had this oxidation character to me, but the phenolic note in the West Mall mixed with its dryness kind of palate impression was kind of like this blend of all these great flavors well in the rest of all i mean you know take it take a sip you get this dryness you get the firm bittering that's a firm bittering. that's it 30 is. ibu firm bittering that's you know a, a, you know some pilsner malt in the background that's you know this this uh yeast ester you know phenolic thing and then this you know tremendous carbonation which Makes little pillows, little little pearls of carbonation, you know, uh, across there. Um, and all right, so John, would you describe this as highly phenolic? No, right. You know, it's this is the example, and that's you know, but the, you're sensitive to it. It and it's highly phenolic compared to anything else. I mean, you know, like a. You know this uh, Berryessa session IPA we're having. Right. Well, this West Mall is highly phenolic compared to that. Sure. It's highly estery. It is uh, you know highly carbonated. It is uh, you know uh, high alcohol. But in the world of Belgian beers, it's moderate. You know, low to moderate. You know, it is in that range. And one of the great things about 
I think all these examples, the alcohol is fairly hidden. It doesn't taste like alcohol. And that's the thing to take away from this as well. Uh, you know, y- y- if you're making a, a Belgian ale and it's and it's uh, has high alcohol, it should not taste like alcohol. It should, you know, you should you should enjoy it and be thinking about all these other flavors. And none of us said, oh, alcohol, right? But I'm I guarantee you there are examples out there from breweries, yeah. and they taste like well, alcohol, rubbing alcohol for sure, right? No, you can none add a lot of sugar things. to it to get the alcohol up, and it'll take over right. the beer. And you could, but you can get you know this great warming alcohol. I feel like a little bit of a warming from these, but I don't taste alcohol, yeah. and that's a sign of a good example as well. Even as they warmed up here, right? Could yep. you could you brew a triple with no sugar? Just get everything you need from from uh, malt only. <sighs> I don't think you get it dry enough, mm-hmm. and you know, I don't think you can. It's hard to do. You need that dryness character. Yeah. I think you, you know, I think you'd have too much malt. Too much malt character would be kind of overwhelming. It'd become more barley wine-ish. So you don't what, want cloying barley wine, Belgian right. style beers. <laughs> what about the rest of them? If the uh, West Mall is not overly phenolic, are, are any of them, in your opinion? No, I don't think so. I think they're all well done. I think these are all four classic examples. I think the only flaw. Really, substantially, is the St. Bernardus having, you know, more Brett than it really would be allowed. And the, you think that's just probably because it was warm stored and it just kind of came to the forefront? Well, yeah. You know. I assume it was part of the beer by design, right? Is you, is, is you, or do you, I don't know. They, maybe they, not. Yeah, a bunch of slobs. You know, these monks. Okay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know. Mm. How often do they clean those rosaries? I mean, right? It's full of crap. They're always fiddling with their beads. They're dropping into the yeast pitch, <laughs> fiddling with their beads, and then they touch yeah, something. You know they're whacking off all the time. Right. Putting the beads. Oh, I somewhere. said fiddling with their beads. <laughs> <laughs> they have a stash of different size beads. <laughs> oh wait, they, did, I, did they, I just say that? They whip out the slick with <laughs> the big beads. All of a sudden, you know, some triple, all of a sudden it's a party. I'll tell you what else is a party. Go into Siebel Institute to learn to brew great beer. And <laughs> John's going to have a stroke. Go into Siebel Institute to, have, to learn to brew uh, great beer. You can uh, do it online. they got online courses. they got on-campus courses. And uh, instructors that are internationally renowned. I, a lot of uh, you know people that we we grew up as brewers uh, respecting. Those guys are teaching there, and you can learn everything from uh, how to you know take your homebrew to to the top level, and you could learn how to be a pro brewer. A f- friend of ours, Win, went through went through uh, Civil yeah. Institute. Went now he's working at uh, Lagunitas, yep. right? Exactly. And he's dating one of our hottest bartenders. What the hell is that about? Jesus. It's that education at Siebel. That's what it's, it's about. It's got to be. It, must, it says Siebel Education. That or it must be his like three foot long schlong. <laughs> it's, it's one, one of them, too. But women other. like an educated uh, man, though. Check on that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they, yeah, women like an educated man. If that was true, oh, I'm yeah. telling you. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not I'm not really sure on that one. Um, uh, only if that's secondary to the main thing or whatever. 
Oh, all right, all right, all right. So, a lot of money or let something. me let me finish talking about Siebel Institute here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that oh part. I mean, you could you could learn to become a professional brewer. You could learn to you know they got courses on you know, open your brewing, styles too, BJCP styles, the yeah. Cicerone, everything. Yeah. They got it all. Uh, America's oldest brewing school. Uh, been around a long time and uh, substantial folks. So check them out, SiebelInstitute.com. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll answer your questions, maybe uh, knock out a, a recipe for triple right after this. You're listening to Brewing with Style on the Brewing Network. Adventures in Homebrewing have the knowledge and expertise to craft their own gear and original recipes. Some of the things Homebrewing.org creates and manufactures in-house are the Brutus Brew Stands and Propane Burners, the Serial Killer Adjustable Two-Roller Grain Mill with 7-Pound Hopper, Custom Stainless Steel False Bottoms Designed to Fit Kegels, Coolers, and Mini-Sized Brew Pots, and the BN Army receives 10% off their Homebrewing.org orders when they use coupon code AIH10 at checkout. The Brewers at Adventures in Homebrewing have designed a huge selection of original recipes for extract and all-grain brewing. Adventures in Homebrewing original recipes are tried and tested, proven to be of the best quality. And right now, Adventures in Homebrewing is shipping 24 of their best recipes for free. Visit homebrewing.org for the most current selection. Once you try one of Adventures in Homebrewing recipes, you'll keep coming back for more. And now, it's even easier with free shipping on these kits. And don't forget to use the current coupon code AIH10. Adventures in Homebrewing at Homebrewing. Brewing.org. The best thing to happen to brewer's yeast in a century is from White Labs. For pro brewers and home brewers, yeast in the new Pure Pitch Package, powered by Flexel technology, redefines how fresh your yeast can really be. That's because your yeast is cultured, grown, and delivered all in the same Pure Pitch Package. It's never been transferred and never been exposed to the environment. Pure Pitch is powered by White Labs' proprietary Flexel container, which took six years to develop and is designed to be the best home your yeast has ever traveled in. Just cut open a Pure Pitch package and pitch the purest yeast possible. Learn more about Pure Pitch, powered by FlexCell technology, at whitelabs.com. And while you're there, sign up for one of the many great classes White Labs offers, like Yeast Essentials 2.0, coming up August 22nd and 23rd, or any one of their great workshops for brewers, distillers, and vendors. Pure Pitch from White Labs. Six years to develop, refine, and perfect. Two seconds to open. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, More Beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. 
The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerone's No Beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerone's are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious. Cicerone's are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Now back to Jamil, Tasty, and Chicken Boy. This is Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. Uh, we're talking uh, Belgian triple. I think we're having a, a pretty solid show here. Yeah, yeah. Anybody? No? Absolutely. There. Oh, you mean oh, the quality of the show? Oh, I think you're getting buzz on here. Yeah. He getting there. It's always good when we have lots of uh, good classic examples. That helps. Like like in the the first show about Miles. Right. That really that helped a lot. Saying. You know, I don't know if it's uh, the power of suggestion or the fact that it's warming up, which would be counterintuitive. But now that the West Mall, all, all of the uh, sort of, uh, you know, mm-hmm. butter oxidation thing that I thought <laughs> I got, I get none of it now. And you would think it would, you would get more of it as it mm-hmm. warmed. But I may, so maybe it was just because you guys told me that I was wrong. And so th- I, therefore, I don't taste it. But I don't think <laughs> that's I, why I, we ask you first. <laughs> I don't get it anymore at all. Right. Well, and, and it can, uh, you know, it can it can blow off. Uh, really, you know, with uh, well, you know, diacetyl, uh, uh, you know, certain esters, certain sulfur. you know, sulfur things like that can all blow off when when the beer's sitting there. So hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean that it wasn't there uh, initially, um, other than the fact that I did it not get that right. at all. So it wasn't there. <laughs> right. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> I, I have a recipe other for triple. than that hard fact. Uh, starting gravity, uh, this is for always for a six gallon batch because at the end of the boil, because you transfer five and a half to the fermenter, you ferment five and a half, you get five finished into your, your keg or your bottles. That's the way I like to roll. Uh, starting gravity 1081, finishing gravity 1012, uh, 34 IBU using the Rager formula. Uh, color four and a half, uh, SRM, uh, using, uh, Daniels. Uh, alcohol, uh, uh, 9.2% ABV, six, uh, 60-minute boil? No, 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 90-minute boil uh, using a Pilsner malt. So you're going to use uh, how many pounds of Pilsner malt? You're going to use uh, 14 pounds of a good Belgian or German continental Pilsner malt. Uh, mash temperature, 149 Fahrenheit, 65C. Uh, you're probably going to need to extend your mash time at that temperature in order to uh, fully uh, convert. Um, When it comes to the kettle, I like some cane sugar. Two and a half pounds, Uh, 1.13 kilograms uh, cane sugar. You can use Belgian candy, stuff like that, but I just like, you know, the cheapest uh, sugar 
Uh, I can find the store, uh, you know, if it's uh, cane sugar or beet sugar. I think either one's fine. Table sugar. The book says cane sugar. I think you could use uh, beet sugar as well. Uh, in order, optionally, you can throw in a, a quarter pound or uh, 113 grams of uh, aromatic malt. Belgian aromatic gives it kind of a little bit of a uh, interesting kind of uh, melanoidin thing uh, without going over the top. You could leave it out. You could put it in. Um, I would not go crystal malts or th- anything like that. It, it's the wrong character. You don't want. There's some sweetness there, but it is not. Uh, from uh, a caramel malt thing. As far as hops go, you can use almost any uh, German uh, style of noble uh, uh, bittering hop. And I like uh, a a low uh, alpha acid bittering hop, so you use lots of it. And there's a bit, a hint of the character of those those hops coming through. So what I use is like a Tetanang at 4% alpha acid, 60 minutes, 2.3 ounces, 65 grams. Going to give you about 33 IBUs. There's a hint of that comes through. If you want, you can throw in near the end, um, maybe with 10 minutes less, left some uh, size, uh, half ounce, you know, 14 grams. Uh, yeast, I like the uh, White Labs uh, WLP 530, the Abigail, or the Y Yeast uh, 3787 Trappist. What uh, the 530 is kind of a restrained phenol, uh, fruity uh, yeast. You can push it, you go warm, and you can get more out of it, or you can you can dial back and you get a pretty clean beer out of it. Did you mention the temperature on this beer, the ferment? Uh, I would ferment, uh, I like to start at 64, uh, 18C, and then I'll, I'll immediately let the thing start to rise. Uh, over the course of the week, I like to end up around 70, 72, you know, maybe around, uh, you know, 21, 22C. And uh, it, it really helps uh, the whole thing attenuate right. and uh, gets that dryness and... Uh, you know, but I don't like a really phenolic beer. If you want a more phenolic beer, you can start a little warmer, go a little warmer. Yeah, but you, you keep know, it at the lower temperature for quite a while, I assume. No, as, as soon it's, as I pitch, I, yeah, I let you, it start to rise. You kept it first three days or so at the, at the uh, lower temperature? But, uh, you know, I let it go up you know, Pretty day straight to day. let it go. Okay. Day to day, kind right. of a linear climb over the course of the week. Um, I would carbonate to at least three volumes. Some of these, these are you know, these are closer to four. you know three and a half, four volumes. Wow! If you're doing that in bottles, please be sure to use the appropriate bottles and wear eye gear, protective eye gear. <laughs> right, because regular you know beer bottles they will explode on yeah. you, shatter on you under under four volumes. You, do you have a uh, classic recipe you want to share with us, uh, John? Uh, I'd like to tend to use a little bit of two row. Mm-hmm. With Pilsner to kind of cut back on the uh, sweetness. The grainy sweet. Uh-huh. From German pills. pills. So, so for a six-gallon boil, I would use 10 pounds of German pills mm. and four pounds of two-row. Interesting. And a half a pound of Munich. Uh-huh. I think that Munich will kind of give you that little golden hue. Mm-hmm. And then um, I mash low about 146, 148. Mm-hmm. And then I would use like three-quarter pound of candy sugar, three-quarter pound of cane sugar or corn sugar. Mm-hmm. Super dry. And then all saws hops, two ounce for bittering, one ounce at around minutes yeah i like to hit like you know 10 15 percent 20 percent uh sugar 
Yeah. I think it's the way to go. <laughs> That's what that. the style is all about. Right. I think. And then uh, Trapezoid or Abbey Ale, pick or choose. I I would probably start at 68 and let it raise about a degree a day, and then I'd hold around 74. I like a little bit more phenolic. Uh-huh. Um, and then when I got around 74, I'd hold there probably about, you know, five, seven days. And if you had any fermentation issues, I know, I think I talked to Mike and Jim about this, about using cow ale to kind of finish it off if you need any mm-hmm. help mm-hmm. later on. Mm-hmm. If there's an issue, but you shouldn't if you did everything right and pitch right. Use oxygen and all that stuff. Okay. If you want to uh, achieve, like, additional dryness, like it came out great, you just want it a little drier, does that cow ale come in handy? Right. Yeah, do a huge starter. Take the slurry, decant, and throw that in. and Maybe leave it at room temp, you know, 75, even maybe 78. Who cares? Just let it go dry. And that's if your yeast gives out. I mean, if, the, the yeah. dye is cast uh, during the mash. So if you don't mash low enough or you don't, or if you don't pitch big enough, uh, it's sort of well. If you don't pitch big enough, you can fix that by doing an, uh, pitching another yeast. Uh, it, yeah, end. it depends how far you've gone. I mean, if it's earlier on, and it doesn't seem like it's going to finish. Then you know you can toss something in, and yeah. and the other yeast will start up. If if you're really far gone and there's not a whole lot left, you're help. you're going to eke out very little uh, by adding that. Yeah. yeah, and there's very little sugars left, so they just they they don't they. Yeah. They look at what they know, want. They it's don't worth see it or not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, lager yeast can be a good a good uh, addition go. as well because the lager yeast will consume some of the longer chain sugars that uh, the ale yeast won't. So there's uh, a reason why uh, lager yeast might be a good choice as well. Uh, Tasty, you got anything else to add to that? Uh, well, what about uh, wheat malt? Uh, you got neither one of your recipes contain any wheat malt. Isn't that fairly common in these beers? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't think I, don't so. I, I contribute some of the haze in these beers to. Uh, I, I fair figured of wheat. it was in the Scott yeah. juggling them around his his beads. Uh, <laughs> I brought them over here. Uh, you know, I think uh, not mentioned, but uh, I don't know. I, I if I were if I were to add some wheat malt, I would expect it to you know add a uh, obviously some head retention and then uh, mm-hmm. fruity character, some you know malt esters. Mm. Sort of fruitiness, mm. which I think uh, would add to these beers, mm. especially uh, well, some that are just you know have a few dimensions would have, uh, benefit from uh, somatic character. I think a lot of that, you know, the majority of that though was going to be driven by you know sugar choices and um, you know yeast choices, yeast and, and fermented, you know the the amount of oxygen, the amount of nutrients, the pitching rate the temperature you know all that stuff is going to make such a such a radical difference you, sure. like john was saying earlier or maybe you were saying earlier uh tasty was saying earlier you know a five degree difference and you've got you know a completely oh, different beer yeah, yeah. yeah. so that includes uh, the 530 you mentioned that's really where i would lean you know heavy on is you know what temperature am i doing what you know what's my pitching rate what's what's yeah. the amount of oxygen hey beaver who's on one before we uh wrap it up here i want to get to them if it's a question. Uh, that would be H squared oh. from Georgia. Oh, HH again. HH. Yes. 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 What's up? Okay. Yeah, I had a uh, question. You uh, made a big deal about the earthiness in the St. Bernardus. Mm. Uh, and it coming probably coming from some sort of uh, it being a Brett-derived sort of flavor. Might be. But I know I get a whole lot of um, earthiness from the West Mall triple and I was wondering if it, maybe that's just me or 
um, if that's coming from the West Mall yeast and how much earthiness is too much. Hmm. Well, let's Jay- see. Jay-Z's retasting his beer, right, Jay-Z? I already drank all mine, so. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just you. Oh, uh, no, you don't agree? <laughs> no, I... Well, are you right. speaking from the bottle that you have in hand that you're tasting now, or are you talking from experience? What's your that? date code uh, on your bottle? Yeah, I'm just tasting from experience. Okay. Uh, oh. And I, I've never actually had the St. Bernardus, so uh, no idea. <laughs> so how do you get more out of the West Mall than you, you do out of the oh, St. No, Bernardus? I, He's going I away. just mean that I get, a, oh. I get a lot of earthiness you from get a, the West Mall. a fair right. amount. Mm. Well, it could be a definition yeah. of what, we, what earthiness earthy, is. You know? Confused with phenolic? Yeah, I don't really, I don't really get a lot of earthy. Do you, are the rest of you guys getting earthy out of the West Mall? No, not what I call earthy. No, I didn't yeah, get it out of the same earthy, earthy, earthy what, more. Describe dirt. what you're calling earthy. Yeah, what's earthy to you, H.A.? Uh, would that be yeah. like uh, veg? Not maybe just spicy, sort of, spicy, sort of dirty okay. topsoil. Maybe almost mushroom, not quite, mm-hmm. but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, mostly dirty. Dirt. Uh, well, one man's dirty is another one's. Uh, Really? <laughs> Pornography, yeah, I'm just saying. Oh, oh. Now, now you know how I feel, H.H. Uh, you, you just got told you were wrong. No, 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 no. About something subjective. Yeah, when you say mushroom and, you know, topsoil and, and kind of, uh, you know, almost a, a little bit of a moldy kind of, uh, yeah, you know. musky sort of. Musky, yeah. sure, sure, sure. Uh, maybe, it's a, maybe it's a crappy, uh, you know, bottle shop you go to. I don't know. Huh. Okay. Um, I, I I'm not really getting that out of this. I, I mean, I, I get okay. to, I get some, uh, you know, I, I'm getting all the, the the phenolics. I'm getting the esters. I'm getting, you know, the pilsner malt. I'm getting. A, a, I think this is a pretty nice bottle of of West Mall. It definitely, it comes across fresh. You know, it, it's. I just think the uh, the pilsner malt is is nice and fresh. Yeah, it's still there. Yeah, it's got a crispness. Um. You know, there's there's definitely kind of a. Um, I mean, if we were sitting together and you said earthy, I'd be like, uh, yeah, yeah, I could kind of see you're earthy. You know, I, I wouldn't kind of. Well, yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, wouldn't slap you strong. for it. Yeah, I wouldn't. Are <laughs> no, we slapping like, you now? Like, like beat you. Um, okay. All right. He feels better. Yeah, I mean, okay. I, mean, I, well, I could kind of uh, see the I'll mushroom. Yeah, you, yeah, you know. Yeah, go um, buy some more and drink them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll do that. I'll get a St. Bernardus, too. Just, you know. Okay. Right, right. All right. Just, uh, and well, and even then, You're the St. Bernardus, I didn't think, was over-the-top uh, earthy. But, I, you know, I kind of got that earthiness out of there compared to yeah, the others. Yeah. I mean, it's got an earthiness. It's got that kind of bretty, earthy, kind of moldy thing going on. Low-level funk? No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought it was a little too much for the style. I didn't compare to other beers. I've had beers with a far more earthy, funky, moldy kind of crap going on. I think that this is subtle compared to a lot of other beers. Again, you, you run into that trap where you're talking about these four beers in front of us, and uh, you know, and I and I think HH brings up a good uh, a good you know. We're talking about it like, oh my God, the earthy on this thing. No, 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 no. no. It's 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 actually pretty subtle, but compared to the other three, yeah. that's substantial earthiness compared to the other three. So that's I think that's uh, 
That is relevant that we're, we're comparing falling into beers the here. same trap as the style guidelines where we're going like, oh, my God. Or I did. Yeah. It's my fault. God damn it, it's my fault. Giving yes. importance to a what the phrase. Fuck? I was totally wrong. Damn it. Damn it all to hell. All right. Well, let's end the show then. Let's do it. I'm, I, I have one turn. more set of questions. I'm let's finish up. on a low note. Oh, one good. more set question of questions. From the right. Thank you right. for Go calling, ahead. HH, by the way. We appreciate yeah. it. Um, so this is from Craft Beer Geek 87. Is that the year you were born? <laughs> Original. Oh, God, it might be. Oh, no, it's actually 86. Depressing. Phrase. Might be the number of batches he's brewed in the previous year that's there so. that's impressive uh were triples originally spiced or was it all yeast derived all yeast all yeast and uh, although although you know you could you you know back in the day when it was hard to get hops it would have been with a like a groot it would have been uh, you know uh, uh, uh flowers and other crap that they picked off the uh, the, the thing you know they'd be in in bruges at the, the root house Grootus, where they'd have the the the, the groot, and they the, they got rich off of all uh, the groot for the uh, beers. Say groot again. Grootus, grootus, <laughs> Um And speaking about Brett, can you overpitch Brett and have any ill effects, or would it stay clean? You know, if you if you pitch enough Brett and you treat it, you know, Brett's a yeast. It's like sack. It's like uh, you know, you know, lager yeast, ale yeast. It's just a yeast, and it exudes certain flavors. It's able to consume certain, uh, you know, uh, uh, dextrins, starches, sugars. Um, and how much you pitch and the conditions you pitch them under, it determines what kind of flavor you're getting out of it. So when you pitch a lot of something and it doesn't go through that growth phase, it really doesn't have that opportunity to produce a lot of the, those compounds that become all that flavor. You can have a very clean Brett fermentation. Uh, we've had beers here on the, the session where uh, it, it was uh, all 100% Brett fermentation, and, and you guys thought it was it was quite clean. You were you're shocked that it was it was fermented with Brett. So uh, yeah, I think uh, you know you can have a, a quite a clean Brett fermentation. I was totally wrong. <laughs> what? I don't know. We get it. You were wrong. <laughs> Are you still stuck I'm on sorry. that? I love it. Bevo totally has moved on. Yes, and last question. If you had to use a lager yeast to finish a fermentation for this particular style, is it more is that more of a last resort or would it not express any undesired flavors? It, it's not going to make any flavors whatsoever. Okay. Really? I mean, there's so little fermentation that would happen at that point. <laughs> Um, you know, I know people that'll throw like Beano in and really chop up what, what remains of it and do something like that. I don't know. I don't know. My, my take was always didn't work. Dump it, brew another one. (laughs) That works. You know, why screw around with something that didn't work? I mean, if you need the alcohol, whip out your, (laughs) your, your still and make your moonshine and do it that way. Have fun with that blindness. <laughs> right, right, right. Double there whammy. The I was totally wrong. This is my new favorite toy. <laughs> it's clipping me out here. Uh, I've had luck with uh, uh, champagne yeast, and uh, it was golden strong. It didn't finish. It was sweet, and I got it to uh, to dry out considerably with uh, champagne yeast. Do you have trouble finishing? 
Uh, no, no, I'm actually. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, never mind. I, mean, I shouldn't say that on the show. Damn it. <laughs> right. I'm ready to finish yeah, now. With the, uh, yeah, you're ready. Yeah, you're ready. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, wrap up the show. Oh, that's oh, 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 yeah. Whoa, whoa. All right. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's been another fine example of what we do here at the Brain Network. <laughs> it is. Uh, another strong beer show. <laughs> right. If, and if you'd like to hear more of this. There's a way to do that. If you'd like to see some of this, come down to the Hop Grenade and conquer. Yeah, have a beer with us. Look through the window. Stare at us. And uh, like a your butt cheeks up against it. Right. Creepy. Yeah. Press Shit. some ham. Oh, sh- yeah, show, show us, us your boobs. Ham. Yeah, right. All you dudes that got Wait, man no, boobs, no, no. press them up against the glass. Oh, we want another dude. Maybe we'll buy you a beer. Who knows? Got one. Oh, yeah. Down All the right. Grenade. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Thanks. You know what you could buy? Check, check out the rest of our fine sponsors, SiebelInstitute.com. Uh, check out the other great shows. And most importantly, check out Northern Brewer, northernbrewer.com. They've been sponsoring the show for a long, long time, so you don't have to pay a penny to get this. And uh, oh, lots of good things in the Brewing Network store as well. Check it out, brewingnetwork.com slash store. Books, hoodies, glassware, all that stuff, all of it goes to the bottom line of the Brewing Network. Helps keep programming like this on the air. Until then, everybody, brew strong. And I'm in. Brave. I was totally wrong.